This is Uncovering Sports. Welcome to Uncovering Sports. I am Cactus Hamilton Bear, joined as always by co-host Prime, Brendan Coleman. <laughs> Happy Prime Day. Woo. Two-day Prime Day. I'm stocking up. Prime Days. We're decking the studio out and all kinds of new stuff with Prime Day. This episode brought to you by Amazon Prime. Ding! Let's talk about the NFL. Because we have spent weeks talking about a sport that we generally detest. Let's get to the good stuff. Wait, seriously? I came with a lot of good NBA material today. Throw it out the window. That feels good. We're doing it live. I know. Feels great, doesn't it? The weight it feels has been lifted like from my shoulders. Changes in the air. The NFL season nears. We can't waste another moment. And Raj, uh, to your credit, you can you can bring back a couple pages of the basketball. Back to our usual, the season's too long rant. Because okay. that's where okay. we're starting with the NFL. Roger Goodell wants to expand the game from 16 to 18 regular season NFL games. Sure. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Great idea, Roger. Does it? Does it make a lot of sense? <laughs> you know, we always we always talk about how like Adam Silver listens to the show, obviously. He he takes our ideas. I don't think Roger actually listens to our show. He has in the past. We know that he has in the past. He's acknowledged it on on some level. But right now, I feel like he tunes out in the off season. He's like, "Well, they're not talking about me and not talking about football. No reason I need to listen." Just covering a bunch of boring storylines. What do I need to listen for? <laughs> Your own boring storylines, Roger. <laughs> like I'm talking about Maybe Le'Veon Bell it. now. I can zone out. <laughs> That's why you can't just be a casual listener of Uncovering Sports. You got to listen all year long, or you're gonna miss something. Sports entertainment does not rest. No off-season for sports entertainment. Mr. No Days Off. Mr. No Days Off, indeed. So, here we are. Goodell wants the NFL to have less days off. And what do we make of it? Obviously, this is the number one reason for this. You can spin it however you want, Roger. Number one reason, money. Always drives everything. Sure. Cash rules everything around me. <laughs> That's right. Ticket sales. They get two more games of ticket sales. Think about the TV deals. Now the season's... I, I assume the season's going to start in August. If they if this goes through, they'll just knock some preseason games out or something. Oh, oh, oh no. They're keeping the preseason the same. What? More games. Wait, so <laughs> then does the, does the preseason move into July? Or... Are we going into a regular season that extends into January? Because I personally liked how the season ended, and then we and January was playoffs. It was like October in in baseball. Like you have your month that's playoff month. It's not like the NBA where since your playoffs is half the freaking season, it goes and it goes and it goes. Right. And I would hope they keep the playoffs as is. Perfect timing. Let's just yeah. Don't touch them. Bump the season up a little bit. Shorten those those locker room drama storylines down a few weeks. And let's get to the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Do we need as long of an off season? Well, the players would say yes, obviously. But 
Roger says no. Does Roger care about player safety? Does the NFL care about player safety? <laughs> of course they pretend to do. That's been <laughs> that's been the storyline for years now, and it's out the window. They scrapped it. I know. They have really tried to push the whole player safety thing, and then they turn around and they do something like this, which just like completely flies in the face of it. And what's their solution for? Oh no, we're still about player safety. What's their solution? Are you ready for this? I'm waiting. <laughs> Each player can still only play, personally, 16 games. <laughs> so it's an 18-game season, but you can only actually play in 16 of the 18 games. Correct. So you have to use backups for two games, minimum. Minimum. Now, is it play in two games, or is it start in two games? Because that's two very different things. Yeah, I, as I understand it, two games you have to be completely out of. So you don't even dress for that game. Correct. So then the roster sizes have to get even bigger. So are you really making more money if you have to pay that many extra players? I mean, obviously the the math checks out, or they wouldn't be suggesting this. Right. Well, let me ask you a question: Who is Dak Prescott's backup? I'll tell you, I don't want to see him on the field. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Are you paying to... Is it Cooper Rush? <laughs> is it Mike White? <laughs> it could be either yeah. of those guys. Who is paying to go to the Cooper Rush game? Some I'll really tell you, there's, there's fans. some fans on the Cowboys subreddit that are going to be paying for the Cooper Rush game because he's the next big thing in football, according wow. to some Cowboys fans. Wow. I, I've heard that a few times. Chad Kelly... Big fan of the, sure. <laughs> the Broncos subreddit. <laughs> the backups get a lot of love, but not a, not deserving of it in this manner. There, I said it. I, I don't know who wants to go watch a preseason game in the middle of the season. Yeah, that's basically what it's going to be. Or the first two games of the regular season are just extended preseason games where all the backups are playing. And then you see whether how good of a start you're off to, right? You're like, oh, okay, we managed to win a couple of games. We're doing well. Or, oh, no, we dropped a couple of games. We Do we throw in the towel now because we're a terrible franchise? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some interesting strategy there. I think you just want to get out to a big lead and then... Uh... <laughs> And then, Coast. and then you can, yeah, you're like, okay, we can drop a couple games in the middle here, put the backups in. That's already something they do, you know, and the fans really hate it when the when the starters sit at the end of the year. Yeah, think about the fantasy ramifications for this. Yeah, that's 18 huge. games, and you have to, uh, you can only play your starters that you drafted for 16. So you, that's uh, minus their bye week. And so they essentially have three bye weeks now, not one, right? And extra games that you have to fill. It would completely mess up the fantasy season. Yeah, we might have to extend the rosters in our league also. I demand it. <laughs> I didn't say it. I demand oh, it. Well, you know what? I have to do it then. As commissioner, I have to do that. Yep, that's the rules. That's the way that it works. It does open up an interesting 
like strategical booking element that they could do to it, right? And like some upset potential stuff. I could see what they could do from a story standpoint with this and like a here's the new strategy element to it. So on one hand, I kind of actually am like, okay, that could be an interesting twist for like one season before it misfires. But it'd be, be it'd be an exciting plane crash to watch. <laughs> well, what is the dream scenario here? Is it like Pat gets the rub of beating the Patriots, but Brady wasn't playing or something like that? Exactly. You can put people over a team without having to sacrifice putting them over the player that you're trying to build up. You know, Pat Mahomes can win 16 games and they can still go 16 and two. And, you know, and people won't be outraged. That's that's true. Uh, the silver lining here is we don't have to have any of those or fewer. They're not going to scrap them entirely, but fewer of those drawn out injury storylines, you know, you could just write it off as that guy's day off. Yeah, exactly. That's very true. And sure, it gives like some players more time to rest if you're like choosing when you're going to give your guys bye weeks and things like that. But does 18 games begin to minimize uh, how important every game is? Like the big difference between football and every other sport is that every game means a heck of a lot more than it does in basketball or it does in baseball because there's only 16 of them, you know? Like, and you can still be in it up to the final weeks if you're if you're close enough. Whereas, unfortunately, there's some teams that by May, in baseball, you're like, I don't think they've got much of a chance. <laughs> They're losing 100 games this year. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I mean it's a it's a tricky situation to book to make sure it all still makes like it all still feels relevant, I guess, because otherwise you may end up in a situation where you've got like a team so far ahead that they don't have to play their starters for three or four games before the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think we're probably overthinking this. It's probably just set up so that Brady can go 21 and 0 and right into retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Something no one's ever done before. (laughs) It's like the 40 man Royal rumble, you know, that they had and, So they're going to like have it for one year. Brady's going to win. Then they're like, we're changing the rules. So that way, Brady can win 21 straight games and no one else can ever break the record. <laughs> he's he's the Alberto <laughs> Del Rio of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what they do with this. It's not obviously happening this year. We have already seen the 16-game schedule for this year. But it, it could be in the future. Could be in the future. And you know who's going to play a big part in this? Vince McMahon, XFL. That's a good point. How long is the XFL season going to be? Great question. They only have eight teams, so it can't be that long. (laughs) Play each team three times. Damn! Then we'll truly know who the best team is. (laughs) One team is going to just beat everybody three times each. It's going to be stupid looking. Let's move on. We're still talking about the NFL because there was a lot of big NFL news this week. Next on the docket is Madden ratings. Oh. Yep, you heard it here. Scandal ensues. Speaking of Pat beating Brady, 
Pat Mahomes is rated higher than Brady in Madden. And you may be sitting at home wondering, why is this a story? Why has this been blowing up my Twitter? Why is this on NFL.com? Why does anybody care how a player is rated in a video game? But it is a big deal because Roger Goodell in the NFL set these ratings and send them to Madden. This is a way that they can put over guys that they want to put over and they want to push. It's just another way to expose you to these are the best guys. And they are tipping their hand here. They're saying Pat Mahomes is better than Tom Brady right now. It's also their way to sort of try to make Tom Brady look underdog-ish sure. in a way. Which has as to much happen. as 96 overall can. Yeah. Yeah, this is basically the video game equivalent of an article on NFL.com. Yes, exactly. That's what Madden is. <laughs> it is the video game equivalent of a .com article. And you're starting to see the but players always... kind of fight back here. They're they're kind of kind of getting a little pissy about it. They are. I mean, there's always like a little bit of drama here or there, but they're starting to they're starting to get really riled up about these rankings because they've realized over time who is actually in charge of these rankings. Right. Because like, I mean, the the weirdest thing about sports entertainment in general is how they work each other and work their own employees sometimes, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, wouldn't it be better if everybody was in the know all the time? But no. Roger's like, don't tell the guys that this is what we're doing for years. But it started to become more obvious, and and it's now more common. And we've got Twitter and all these other social media outlets that that athletes are using and able to speak out on. And you gotta find a way to get noticed and get your push somewhere, right? We see it all the time in in almost every promotion. People trying to get their five minutes into get themselves noticed and hope that they can get a push out of it. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to Zack Ryder it, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> the problem is if Ian they all Allen got trying to Zack Ryder yeah, it, if they all got their wish, every player in Madden would be 99 overall. Isn't that just how you play anyway? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what the, whatever that stupid ultimate team mode is. That's what it feels like to me is like ratings don't matter. Honestly, I don't even notice ratings that much in the game whenever I play it anyway. But maybe I'm just not good enough to notice. Oh, it's true. No, yeah. I, I've done some reading on it. There's a lot of people who feel that way. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like it's just for push reasons, maybe, not for video game reasons. Yeah, it's just for push reasons. I don't think it has any impact on the actual gameplay. It's just to make them look better. So there's a big 99 next to Patrick Mahomes. Or whatever he got rated, but I assume it's ninety. It's only ninety-seven. A modest ninety-seven. A modest ninety-seven. Ninety-nine's reserved for prime Brady, and now he's no longer in his prime, so he's ninety-six. Yep. Careful now. Rogers is only a ninety. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. It's because they're trying to downplay the Packers because they've had a lot of struggles. They had that whole big, weird McCarthy Rogers breakup storyline. So now we're led to believe that they're not the, the same Packers that they once were. 90 seems a bit low still. It's pretty but... low. We should also mention that some of these are just smoke screens. They do release their own sanctioned roster updates, right? 
these these numbers will oh, all change absolutely. right before the season. That's where we'll get more of a tell. But the fact that Pat's ahead of Brady right now means something. Yeah, that is a very good thing to bring up. Is that uh, roster updates are real and they're they're going to come out and it's going to change the landscape. Mm-hmm. Whether or not we're going to see some of these guys that complain, stats go up or down remains to be seen. Yeah, Keenan Allen could have shot himself in the foot. Right, exactly. I'll let you know what happens since you won't be playing as you are forced to boycott. That's right. I will not be buying Madden this year. Demarcus Lawrence told me I couldn't. I got to stand by my team. <laughs> Cowboys fans must boycott this game until Demarcus Lawrence is 99 overall. <laughs> you could be waiting a few <laughs> it's years. It's only fair. It's only fair. What's Aaron Donald? What's Khalil Mack? They're 99. Demarcus Lawrence is one higher. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's Madden. And now let's start bitching about refs before the season's even started. Sure. It's one of my favorite topics. That sound good? So the uh, NFL senior vice president of officiating said that they are only going to overturn clear and obvious pass interference plays. Oh, okay. Great. We know how good the the NFL is with clear and obvious. <laughs> Seems like those ones should be called without replay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they've got a spotty history with being able to understand things that are clear and obvious. They had like 10 pages on what a catch was, after all. That's true. So to know what pass interference is, I, I can only imagine it's volumes worth defining clear and obvious. Yeah. I know less about what a catch is now than when I was 10 years old and pass interference is heading that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very much so. Sometime we're going to look back and, and we're going to tell our youngins like, this is what pass interference was like in my day. As we walked up in- the hill. <laughs> Both, Both ways. ways. <laughs> Four feet of Reading snow. our rule books, trying to understand what a catch was. Those will be the days. I feel like this season is going to be a refing disaster because of this whole pass interference thing. Brought about by their own booking, now they feel they have to take it a step further. And I think this is all part of the plan. Yeah, that so, that Saints play was the long con here. This They yep. had this in mind. They had this in mind. It gives them much more control over the flow of a game. Pass interference is extremely vague. Uh, because you slow it down and you could call the most minor touch of pass interference if you needed to to keep the ball moving forward and keep the game going in the direction that you want and need it to go. So they've wanted to implement this for a lot longer than, than they've even been able to. Yeah. My question here is, obviously, they're planting the seed for something here. Is it going to be a clear and obvious call that they don't review or a clearly not pass interference that they do review and overturn. The refs are deciding yeah. the Super Bowl this year. Let me tell you that. And that's why this is horrible. And the NFL has clearly not thought it through because when has that ever worked? That booking has literally never gone over well and not in a good way. There's good heat, right? And then there's Xbox. <laughs> 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 And the refs, whenever they, whenever there is a clear call that they decide went the other way, and that's X pocky every time. It never goes over the way that they think it's gonna go over. 
Never. I mean, we've seen it several times in baseball this season. Uh, an ag- egregiously bad call. So it's like, clearly the guy is safe. New York decides, eh, what the hell, they were out. Or the other way around. It's like, what what game are you watching? Was it was the call made to the wrong place? And I feel like that's the path that we're going to be headed down to the NFL. They picked up the wrong phone. And they said, oh, yeah, 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 that was pass interference. And and they were calling about a completely different play. <laughs> it's quite the theory. That, that's what I that's what I want to see happen, actually. I would be okay with that booking. There's like an offsides or some, the spot of the ball challenge, which is the silliest one to me. Yeah. It's like, nope, nope, let's move it back six inches. Like you could just eyeball like spot of the ball. Yeah. You're right, exactly. <laughs> but they like the call goes in, okay, spot of the ball challenge. Then they, they you know, they get on the phone, they come back and they're like, after review, pass interference. And the crowd's like, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that would that would make more sense than whatever is going to actually happen. And I for one would laugh and enjoy it, you know? I would I would accept that. It would give us an episode. Oh yeah, give us plenty of plenty of stuff to talk about. Not that we ever don't have enough. In fact, we have so much that we had to start our own awards show to give awards to the best moments of the show. I'm talking about the bookies yeah. coming up in August. And this week, more categories for the bookies. It's getting very excited. The crowd is amped up. The nominees are anxiously awaiting uh, the day to find out if... They're the winner of a coveted bookie award. And if they don't win, they will bitch endlessly on Twitter. Oh, I guarantee that. Uh, you don't win a bookie, that hurts. That's like getting an 89. They'll forget all about their Madden rating. <laughs> <laughs> now, this week, what is our category? Well, we are covering the best of, of all these, these uh, moments, but we also have the worst in one category. And it's very fitting womp womp. that we're talking about today is the worst refs of the year. Very fitting, in fact. The worst refs of the year, the worst, are going to take home the bookie. It's sort of like a, the, the raspberries to the Oscars here, yeah. but we just put it all under one umbrella. Bookies can be bad or good. That's how booking works. And really, we don't need to point to a specific moment for any one group, but just to set the table, we've we've picked the worst of the worst for each each uh, league here. So excellent NFL. We already kind of talked about it. The Saints Rams pass interference call, the shot heard around the world, <laughs> yeah, a defining moment in refereeing. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Very unfortunately. Have to uh, believe that this is a front runner here for all of the implications that uh, you know that it has. It's going to be hard to beat Saints versus Rams pass interference. But who are they up against? So that was a bold booking decision. This one, not so much booking. Just, I think, hoping to extend the game and, and hope no one noticed. Do you remember that <laughs> Warriors and Rockets game where Kevin Durant just got to Kind of wander around out of bounds with the ball in his hand. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the Durant rule. <laughs> it's it's right up there with the Tuck rule. 
Right, now, it was my understanding at the time that superstar players had superstar abilities that they could activate at any <laughs> right. time. And Kevin Durant says he can go out of bounds and it doesn't count. He can extend his own field of play. You can't go out with him. Oh, no. He's sort of immune. That's like his own lane straight to the hoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's behind the hoop, but it's still still his. Yeah. Yeah, it's still his. Yeah. That was bad. <laughs> That's a front runner in its own right, right there. That deserves to be up here. <laughs> Absolutely. Congratulations, NBA and and the refs at that game. You you did something special that night. Something truly noteworthy. <laughs> what else do we got? Well, in the UFC, all right, TJ Dillashaw versus Henry Cejudo. Now, this was the main event of the debut ESPN card. This is a big deal. The the meeting of ESPN and UFC at long last. Right. And it was about a 20-second fight with a very controversial stoppage. Yeah, a fight can go 20 seconds uh, if it's uh, clearly a fight that should be stopped. This one, not so not much. Not so much. Uh, you, you find out after the fact, this was a very young and inexperienced ref. Probably should not have been put in the spot he was put in. The bright lights were yeah. too much for him. Should not have been refereeing the main event of the first pay-per-view on ESPN. A champion versus champion fight. This was one of the biggest fights of the year, and it turned out to be a total dud. This is a definite backfire moment. This is where like the UFC does great booking, and the UFC does really stupid things sometimes. Yeah. And putting Junior up there <laughs> to main event ref this. It's its a weird pool that they have to pick from for refs also. It's just, they had to have been a better choice, though. You have to believe they had a better choice. Even with some of the all-time greats, you know, some of the old crew no longer there. They still have, you know, veteran experience on their uh, refereeing squad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Junior. I don't know what his <laughs> name is, but he's Junior from now on. Oh, he's absolutely Junior from now on. And Always will be. We'll go to the MLB for the last one. No uh, specific moment here, just the replay reviews to New York. <laughs> the New York team, whatever you're doing, stop doing it. <laughs> it, it hasn't been pretty. Uh, there have been many cries this season for a robot ref to take over maybe it's the future who knows don't say that too loud or roger will look into it oh yeah i'm sure roger already has an r&d team on how to make a robot tom brady as we speak so <laughs> how fast <laughs> if you can make a robot player 40 times <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get 99 overall man oh, yeah. play that much right now oh yeah forever ai always has 99 in match his vertical is going to be off the charts. <laughs> You'll play him in any position and he's going to excel. <laughs> let me tell you. All right. Well, that's it. That's the worst refs. You're going to have to find out when you tune into the bookies this August. Who's going to win it? Who's going to win all the categories? Remember, we've got moment of the year. We've got promotion of the year, authority figure of the year, the off-season move of the year, which team made the best move in the off-season, 
And what kind of an impact is that going to have? If you've missed any of the nominees so far, go back and listen to them. Stay tuned every Wednesday to Uncovering Sports to find out the rest of the nominees. And then tune in to the bookies, which will be right here on Uncovering Sports. Deuces. Deuces.